Well, hello, friends and loyal listeners. I thank you so much for being with us today for another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. You know, it's been a while since we've been sitting in these chairs. Yes, Brad? A couple weeks? A couple months? Yeah, yeah. A little bitty bit. (laughs) But we brought somebody amazing to the table. We have Rachel Kuberry with us. She's going to talk to us about assistive technology in schools, yeah? Or that's actually what you do. You're the assistive technology specialist for Lexington Public Schools. That's correct. Doesn't yeah, it sound pretty? Me, guys. Doesn't it sound pretty when I say it like that? She is the assistive technology specialist. It's quite a title. It sounds a bit fancier than <laughs> yeah, perhaps it's it is in practice. Super, super fancy. So seriously, though, without you know being too tongue in cheek here, uh, we did start um, a few episodes about um, you know different ways that things are changing in technology, and we especially want to focus on the school portion because we know that a lot of our listeners, you know, may need information about what's available and how things have changed. I went to school in the 80s. I've said it to you guys a thousand times. Brad, when did you go to school? What years? The 80s and 90s. Yes, and Miss Kuberry. Closer to Brad, yeah. Ooh, fabulous. Yeah. So I don't know how much things changed between the time I was coming up and the time you guys were coming up, but that's what we're here to talk about, yeah? All right. So, Rachel, you are neighbor to Brad. That's how he dragged you on to the podcast, right? Yes, and we are big fans of the library. So once we found out that Brad worked at the library, the library got changed to Brad's library. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, You know, I know sometimes it's difficult as an educator. Um, You know, sometimes it's tough to speak out and share things because you worry a little bit about how that's going to be perceived in your community. But we'll try to keep it as, as gentle and as PC and as informative as we we can. Great. Yay. All right. So moving on, Rachel, tell us how you got involved with being an assistive technology specialist. So my background is as a special education teacher. Okay. And I was working at private special education schools for kids with um, significant special needs whose needs couldn't be met in the public school. Okay. Why? Why couldn't they be bad? No. Why did you do that career? Why did you take why on that path? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had a very useful undergrad degree in psychology. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. That was my minor also. <laughs> I my had ma- a, a double major in neuroscience to like make it oh, that's feel a good, little though. more applicable. But I love it. My major was journalism and with a minor in psychology. And I'm like, that's why I can write about how crazy I am, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but seriously, So looking though, for like application of that work, I did yeah. a stint as a inclusion summer Okay. summer camp counselor, Okay, um, which was awesome, and looking at a more professional job brought all me right. to teaching. So although I'm making all these jokes, it's really not funny because what I'm trying to get at is you have to have, I think, a very big heart and a lot of patience and a lot of other special qualities to do the kind of work that you do. Yes, the skills that you learn in books are great, and all of the wonderful CE credits you get every year are amazing, but there's got to be something inside you that motivates you to continue to do it because the burnout rate is really high in your industry, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a middle child. Ah, okay. So I'm that like helper peacemaker maybe. Yeah, Jan, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. I so, get it. No, um, I, think it's, I think teaching is a profession that weaves together many of my personal interests and hobbies okay. in a way that I can get paid so that I can like put a roof over my head and take care yeah, of my family. You I know? get it. Um, so uh, when did you actually enter the world of teaching? Ten years, five years, eight years, oh, 12 years? I love that you think I'm that young. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys could see her. <laughs> I, I've been in my current position for 13 years, okay. and I taught for five or six years before that. So Okay. Yeah. So it's big, been a while. big, broad question. What have you seen for changes? 
So um, thinking about like in my role now as an assistive technology specialist, I no longer have a classroom. I don't teach kids. I work with teachers, uh, coaching teachers about implementation of tools in the classroom and helping teachers figure out tools that might um, help mm. kids um, overcome certain challenges. And okay. so um, I haven't had a classroom for a long time. So that, that helps with the burnout. I, I get it. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Um, but on the other side, there's a lot of research that goes on there. And I'm sure you do a lot of Googling and looking around and uh, funding for these things that exist. Yeah. Schools, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's probably amazing, but can it be implemented into the school system? Is there a budget for that? What's the learning curve? All those pieces, right? Yeah. And so when I think about assistive technology and technology in the classroom to help our kids with special needs, what's really changed in the last few years dramatically and sort of silver lining of the pandemic, um, to your point about funding and how do we get things and how do we use things, um, it really hit us in the face in spring 2020. Because? Because kids weren't in school. Right. And we had like a lot of technology and then we kind of had to have all the technology. Yes. Right. Yes. So like we, many places were close to having enough. And then we sort of like pushed everything out, sent everything home. And then even last school year, 2020, 2021, um, people had to be really creative in how they were teaching. So I, we were seeing changes in technology and access to technology before that, for sure. But that helps sort of like speed things up a little bit. And right. so um, there's a lot more access to technology tools mm. that we can use in special and different ways to meet the needs of unique learners. Um, but at the same time, we've been able to sort of plan more thoughtfully and use the tools that we have mm. in, in special ways so that kids can use the same tools everyone else is using, mm -hmm. which is a big change from when I started as an assistive technology right. specialist 13 years ago. They were right. using special and different tools, which is a lot of what you guys talked about um, in your previous episodes. There's special things that do special things. And so when we're thinking about assistive technology, that can get a little wrapped up in universal design for learning or mm. UDL and sort of how we can prepare things before we get in front of students so that more students and more people, it's not just a school thing, more people can access. Mm, and so really looking at universal design for learning, how we can prepare materials for kids and how we can get kids to demonstrate their knowledge, how they can demonstrate their knowledge, not how we say they need to demonstrate mm. their knowledge, right, right. Um, have, has been a big shift um, that really helps kids who need special and different get there a little easier because mm -hmm. everything is a little bit more flexible to you as a unique learner, whether right. you have a disability or not. I love that expression, mm -hmm. unique learner. I think we're all unique. We all we're all, yeah, <laughs> and I, I really like that. I need a T-shirt that says that. I'm a unique learner. But to your point, I was thinking about prior to the pandemic, which I know you said you didn't want to go there, so we won't go there too much. <laughs> I'm just done talking but, about but it. But prior to that, the technology piece was probably nice to have, but then it became a thing. Yeah, And Brad and I, we've talked about uh, Zoom, how yeah. Zoom, right, Brad, came yep. along like just at the right time. Yeah. I wish I was Mrs. Zoom because, boy, whoever created that, I'm sure you know, or you can put it on the companion page, but <laughs> whoever did that, it came at exactly the right time. I think it was necessary, right? So technology is funny. So there are multiple very different uh, teleconferencing applications, like video conferencing applications. And Zoom is just one of many and had been around for years. So I'm not sure what you guys use at the schools, uh, Rachel, but like we use Zoom because that's what everybody else was using in the libraries. Because we were closed for two, only two months. Uh, well, we were completely closed for two months and right. then we were in there 
in the library but close to the public. So like Zoom was our way to reach mm. out to the patrons. Right. But we didn't need it. We tried Log Me In. We tried Google Meet. We tried WebEx. We tried a bunch of different I ones. I mean, Skype was a thing. Skype is still a <laughs> thing. Hello. Yeah. And, and to the point about funding and how we get things, yes. Zoom, did, or Zoom did a very smart thing in the spring of 2020, and they gave free access to teachers. Oh, Woohoo, yeah, Zoom. Right. Nice. And I wonder if that had an yeah. impact on hmm. other places sure. like the library because it became so... It, it just spreads so quick and so fast. Mm-hmm. And Google wasn't quite ready no. in spring of 2020. And so wow. Google made a lot of changes in how Meet can effectively meet people's needs. Mm-hmm. Became a much more useful tool. So we're not, we use Zoom like a little bit. Okay. It does some things better. But on the whole, we use Google Meet now. Whereas last year, we were okay. on the whole yeah. Zoom. Okay. <laughs> Tell us what Google Meet is, it's, Brad. It's the Skype. It's, it's Google Zoom, Skype but not. It's essentially, yes. <laughs> okay. It's just uh, video conferencing. Oh, so, yeah, that's all I Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why, well, we can do a whole show on that. Why everybody <laughs> went with Zoom? I guess it's just it's just the ice cream it of was, it was lightweight. the world. I'll, I don't know. I'll, you I'll know? give it credit. It's really lightweight. So you can install it in like 30 seconds, and mm-hmm. there's only like three or four buttons you need to press. Yes. And you, you, the, uh, getting up and running, it takes no time at all. Yeah, for me, super duper user-friendly, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. for me is like a thing, you know? It's funny, too, because it's really user-friendly, but the user-friendliness also created a huge security flaw. And they were they patched it right in the beginning <gasps> of the, pand- the pandemic. The because, Zoom bombing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you guys, tell me. <laughs> tell me about it. What oh, happened? You Rachel, just have tell to me. go Google Zoom tell me, bombing. Tell me. <laughs> tell me about it. What so happened? So Zoom bombing, basically every meeting has an ID. And yes, yes, it's, yes. It's just in the URL and it's just a series of alphanumeric characters. Right. You can stumble across a meeting and enter it. So you, like a photo bomb, you can Zoom bomb. So it's like a kid thing. I mean, or like a malicious thing. I but see. it was also just like a funny appearance at it. I see. Thing yes. you weren't I supposed see. to be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so WCTV, which is where we are, da, 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 <laughs> in the podcast booth. Um, we, I think we did some meetings. I know we did yeah. some meetings for the town. Not some, a lot. Mm-hmm. And we muted comments. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's probably why we had to do some of that. So that people couldn't kind of get in there. and That's some of it. So like the mute, trouble. muting the comments means like people that are supposed to be in there can only cause so much damage but the zoom bombing is really at a oh, higher I level i've never heard of that oh. yeah yeah it 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 was big i want to say like uh, like april may of 2020 and so and then zoom patched it so that's that's cool. the the danger of being such such a lightweight solution and so mm. easy to learn is you're going to sacrifice something and in right. this case it was security you know and they were probably like here we go, zooming along yeah. to try to uh, to try to get this all done. So yeah. you know, I'm sure they didn't. Obviously, they didn't see it coming, or they figured, well, the end justifies the means, and then fixed it. So I'm glad they did that. Mm. So what else have we got, Rachel? That's bigger and better than just zoom, zoom, zoom. I mean. If you know me and my work, you know that I am not distracted by fancy, shiny things. So okay. I, am, I I can tell you about some fancy, shiny things, um, but I really like to take the tools that everybody else is using and use them to meet your special so needs. So is that because you would like students and unique learners to <laughs> feel, I'm going to use air quotes, normal? Yeah, like they kind of fit in with the rest of the world? In other words, I don't have to use something different. I'm like everybody else, which, boy, any kid... 13, yeah, sure. 10, 12 to 17. 41. I'm 70. No, I'm not yet. <laughs> but you know, I, I think there's a sense of I don't want to stand out yeah. unless yeah. I want to stand out, right? Yeah, that's, so that's a big part of it. Um, another part of it is like if your stuff breaks, you can get it fixed because mm. oh, yeah. everybody knows how to fix it. Another part of it is if your teacher says, go here and do this, that mm-hmm. also applies to you. If you're using a different special system, you yeah. might have to wait for individual instructions. Mm. 
Yes. Mm. And ah. so we call it least restrictive. Mm. Okay. And we think about that in special education, mostly around environment and placement and where you go for school. Right. But I like to think about it a bit broader. And we want to use the least restrictive stuff, the same things everybody else has, mm. if it works, because it's okay. going. And your teacher's going to know it. They're going to be able to answer your questions. <laughs> your parents might know it more because you have a brother or sister using the same thing. So it offers all of these foundational mm. benefits. Okay. So if we can make that tool work for you, it's just going to be smoother. Makes if sense. If we can't, let's go get something different. Sure, let's right. Pivot. And let's get some funding for that. Okay, yeah. so can you give me a, a hard example of that, like a, a real yeah, life so example? Yeah, so something, uh, this is an r- example of that and uh, something that has changed. Yay! Okay. So uh, a great example of this is speech-to-text technology. Okay. I talk, my computer types for me. Yes. And so many people have that experience on the computer. Um uh, most, I would say, phone users have that experience yeah, sending text it. messages hate and it. such. Autocorrect, hate okay. it. Okay. Is it like that, Brad? Is it like that? Uh, somewhat. So she's talking that. about actually talking. So the voice recognition software on your phone, you c- can translate that to text. So if you notice I have when you, used that once in a while. When, when you're, doing you're like a, driving and mm-hmm. you want to send a text to somebody that's like, get milk at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's the most common use for it is when <laughs> okay. I'm kind of distracted, I use my phone to tell it to type a text to somebody. Okay, great. I'm so, with you. That is new, and everybody has access to it that has a device, whether it's um, a phone or a computer. Um, if we rewind maybe even like 10 years, it wasn't. Mm. It was special and different, and it was called Dragon or Dragon Naturally oh, Speaking. Yeah. You may remember it. Um, and there were lots of commercials on TV. Oh, and they yeah. were I was like, going to say, it they went, were selling it, it a lot. Like you could, were, you could dictate a book, yeah. I think, is one of the things they, they were saying you could do. They had special volumes for like, if you were a lawyer, this one knows the lawyer words. If you're a <laughs> doctor, nice. this one knows the doctor words. But you had to train, you had to buy that software. Yeah. Yes. Not you cheap. had to be compatible with the hardware, the computer yeah. you had. And then you had to train it to recognize your voice. So what right, that meant right. is if you str- if you were using the tool because you were struggling with writing, mm-hmm. many students who struggle with writing also struggle with reading. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they were given very long passages to read so that the software oh, could yeah, learn yeah, their yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And I would sit behind them and like whisper in their ear and they would just like <laughs> repeat what I was saying because their decoding was mm-hmm. really hard. Mm-hmm. And so that was what we had, and we like made it work if it was something you needed to use, but it mm-hmm. felt special and different, yeah. and it came with this burden of cost, installation, upkeep, training for you, training for your parents, mm. and you had to have a special computer to run it on. And what so, if, if you what if you had a speech impediment or a lisp yeah. or even, even like the like old you had ones a hearing did okay with okay. it, um, but that's where we'll see it tra- change dramatically now. So it's built into almost any device or is like a free add on mm-hmm. that you can you can add, um, and you don't have to install any software, and it doesn't really have to learn your voice that well, hmm. and so it just works better, mm-hmm. okay. and it works for everyone. And so you might need something special and different if you are a doctor, especially if you're a doctor who has dyslexia and struggles Mm. with writing. Like, yeah, let's get you a great tool that's going to support you. But if you're sort of, I want to explore this tool and see if it works for me, you can explore it right now on the device that you have. And the the Hmm. way that many people will do that is in Google Docs. It's integrated into Google Docs. So that's a great way to do it. Or you can just try it on your phone and your regular keyboard probably has a microphone button right there that you can try it with. Okay. Let me switch over to our technology. 
technology guru, my <laughs> Sherpa guide, Google Docs, Google. Do we like Google still? I mean, Safari's out there, Firefox uh, too. Google, 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 Google. So I, Elon should buy it with everything right. else. I mean, do, you know, do, are we good with that? Do we like that? It's, so this changed the game. So I, I don't know if you remember the old Microsoft uh, word. With, yeah, I still use it. So, well, you probably don't because <laughs> when Google came out with the Google Docs and Google Sheets and Slides, they actually forced Microsoft to change. And so, if you remember with the old Office suite, there was up top the toolbar was File, Edit, and it yes. was just that stuff. And but because Google came along and said, "You don't need to install anything. You have a browser. Let's use the browser." Because they did that, um, Microsoft changed their interface. And so you have what they call the ribbon now. So you have tabs instead of those words. And that was all because of Google. Do we like that? It's flexible. It's really flexible because there's nothing to install. There's, but the collaboration is much easier mm. because it's just a web page, essentially. I mean, let's face it, too. You know, these technology companies aren't just in it for the technology game. There's a marketing guy mm-hmm. sitting there oh, on God, the panel, yes. too, right? Oh, so if somebody uh-huh. else comes up with something, they want to come up yeah. with their generic version of that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, well, you say, okay, well, you know, it's this. But in this, in Google, it's this. It's the same thing, I guess. They all copy each other, which makes it easier, yeah. right? So like micro- Word Office 365 is now available in the browser. And the Word looks like Google Docs. Mm. And actually Dropbox now, the cloud storage uh, provider, mm-hmm. you can edit things in the browser in Dropbox. Okay. So like they're all doing it. Okay. So Technology is just copying. That's and all I was interested, Rachel, in what you said about um, the piece that I never think of, and this is why I have Brad on speed dial. When I buy stuff, stuff, technology <laughs> stuff, I don't think about compatibility. Yeah. I just think I'm plugging it in and it should work. Why doesn't it? You know? Um, do we see, Brad, more movement towards everything is universal? Yeah. yeah oh, everybody's much. nodding. Yes. I, I ran into one. Th- actually, today I ran into something. Is I've been recommending Chromebooks for people mm-hmm. because they're so much cheaper, and you're going to replace your laptop in like three years. Yes, I have a story about that. So don't don't spend seven hundred dollars on a yeah. Windows computer. Spend mm-hmm. three hundred dollars on on a Chromebook. However. It doesn't run certain stuff. Right. You can't install anything, which makes it more secure. But you also now can't play DVDs in it, which is a Guess what else you can't do? Can't run Spotify on there either. There's a browser, right? You have to do a workaround, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, I bet. Wish I called you before I bought it, (laughs) because I thought, oh, I need a kitchen computer. But I digress. For recipes, and I'm like, oh, cute little Google Chromebook thingy. Yeah, I understand why, though, because those were made for schools, right? So they're going to leave out a lot of the extra schmextra so the kids can't get in trouble, right? Sort yes. of. I mean, they weren't, the schools have taken on, actually. It's uh, like Zoom, like it was there, and then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Apple was actually in schools everywhere. It's so like everybody had an iPad. Mm. Those iPads cost the schools a lot. They would get educational discounts, but right. the, the management suite and the hardware for Google Shame now. Shame on you, Apple people. They lost them. They lost out because they decided that, that that's their game, right? Just that everything's closed. Ecosystem. And doesn't Wilmington do Chromebooks? Yep. I'm pretty all, sure every kid of, yeah, has, every kid or has most every kid, right? And they manage it. What so. does Lexington do? Ah, we, um, Brad just explained the history of Lexington. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. It be Did Apple, you really have iPads? Now we have mostly oh, shifted to Chromebooks. And we're going to cut to yeah. commercial. No, but, um, yeah. well, uh, I mean, and I think you you'll know. see that with, yeah. with a lot of schools. I mean, personally, yeah. I'm an Apple enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah, sure. right. um, I'm not super into tech. That's okay. Um, You can sit over here next to me. (laughs) Um, But I I want it to be useful and I want it to to be predictable. It should do what it says. And um, I find that Apple products do that better. We've had some bumps switching to Chrome because the Chromebooks aren't as good as thousand um, dollar laptops mm-hmm. that, that is okay. obvious we don't need to do it right. <laughs> right. but but when you 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 asked Brad a question about um, 
compatibility when you buy yes, stuff. Yes. So something else that has changed in the last, um, I would say, 10 years, but maybe shorten it down to even like five years. And I'm curious your opinion about this, Brad. Um ancillary equipment like mm-hmm. so if you mm-hmm. are a student with a physical disability or your visual impairment so you need a keyboard that's larger mm-hmm. that stuff seems to just hook up way easier mm-hmm. and I don't need to like get the driver as often like I still need a driver for my printer <laughs> um, but I, I used to need a driver for a certain mouse yeah. or a trackball yeah. you know if a oh, student yeah, yeah. we move the mouse on the table and then yes. you have to pick it up and move it back yes. we can use a trackball for some mm-hmm. kids because they don't have to do that part or it fits on the tiny desk they're on and we used to have to have software to go with that so that's sort of been alleviated it's flat okay yeah so like that was a windows thing so you never had to have a driver for Mac. i for hate Mac those OS. driver things I, I don't know what they are and i don't like them <laughs> they just both. they help the operators communicate to new hardware and you know why i don't like them because every time i go to print something yeah, the drivers. you need to like yeah i don't <laughs> like it please people listening fix that problem for me what other big bells and whistles are there out there rachel like you know i brad and i have talked many times at length about how some of the stuff that's been around forever still works great and there's mm-hmm. no need to change that sign language great mm-hmm. we love it other things um braille great we love that too but what's out there that's like wow for you I mean, really, it, it's a really boring answer. But what's well for me is that the stuff everyone has can do better things. Mm. And so okay. another example of that that relates back to one of your previous episodes um, is about um, OCR, optical character recognition. I think you guys talked about that, right? Uh, at some point. And so what that is is that <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll get see my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was episode five. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to explain yeah. it. And so maybe Thanks. I wasn't identifying thank you, this thank as you. big as exciting. But, you know, that just be the biggest. thing. It's exciting, exciting thing. to me. Okay. So um, if I have this paper, which is what I would have had yeah. 10 years ago okay, for yeah. sure, yeah. and you need to hear a screen reader read this to you because you're visually impaired and you can't see it. Yes. This paper is not very useful to you. But if we put it into the computer, the computer will read it to you. Okay. And so optical character recognition oh, is um, a tool in like a scanner yes. that will take a picture of this instead of it oh. just being a picture like a normal copier. Mm-hmm. It pulls out the characters, optical character recognition. I get it. And so we used to have to use really special things to get that special picture so hmm. that your computer would read it to you, whether you are visually impaired or if you had a reading disability. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now your phone will do it. Yeah. Chrome will do it. It's yeah. built into, again, Google. Google has built it into their mm. um, yeah. tool, Google Keep. Mm-hmm. On your phone has built-in optical character recognition. And so um, I didn't think that was going to knock your socks off. But it, it actually totally did. is pretty cool. It, it do, I have to tell you, with technology, it doesn't take a lot for me. It kind of makes me think, Brad, of a teleprompter, though. Because what we, we use a teleprompter here, and we can import documents that you send us. And they show up on the screen, and we can scroll them, and you can see them, and we can make them bigger or smaller. And... See that? Yeah. I kind of think I get it. Yeah. Yay. And so, because you, you know it's all about me, right? When you yeah. think about um, like access to the world and yes. to educational materials, now you can use your phone to hear something read aloud. That means that in the community, I can hear my menu at a restaurant read aloud. Ooh, I can nice. also, like another change in technology, I don't even have to use the paper menu. I can find it on their website. Yeah. And you so can use a QR code. Dun, dun, dun. Which again, the pandemic really yeah. like pushed yeah. us on, and like some restaurants don't even have menus anymore. Why print the weekly special menu if we can just send you to our website? Because some of us old folks <laughs> like the paper, okay, people. I also don't like having to get my phone out at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. I don't I like agree. that. So. What's missing, Rachel? What's that we need. Missing? What do we need? Like if I said, okay. Like, what do you think we should create in the future? Uh, we t- Brad and I talk a lot about how Star Trek and Star Wars and all those sci-fi shows 
and I'm, I'm giving some filler here so you can think about it. Um, they created stuff, and years from now, we look at it, we go, oh, my God, that's, you know, yeah, like pretty soon we'll be able to transport people probably <laughs> like Star Trek did. Yeah. Probably. They're probably already doing it somewhere. So what's missing in your world that you really said, you know, if they could just make a... Well, I, I think something that a lot of people struggle with and technology sort of helps but doesn't help with is executive functioning and organization. Ooh. And meaning? So, meaning, like, where am I supposed to be? Where are those papers? Oh. Where Brad told me this is where the location was and I didn't write it down and I drove past a sign on Main Street that I thought had this on it, so I thought it was on Main Street. Good Ooh. thing I knew it wasn't checked with Brad before this. <laughs> right. Because um, you're so proactive. How we organize yeah. life has gotten just more complicated um, okay. over time. All right. Right? When you we go back 200 years, there was less going on in your life, but it was critically important. All those things were critically yes. important to get clothes on your back and food on your table. Yes. And now we have a lot of, like, garbage. Like, yes. do you want the red cup or the blue cup? Yes. Too many choices. Too many 32 choices. flavors. And we used to have, like, these little things, pocket calendars, yes. where we would write stuff. Yes. But we don't have that. And, so I, and I feel like it's all gotten mushed up with how much information we have and how much access we have and how many supports in this calendar over here. It's and too this much. Thing. And so I work all the time to create systems to bring those things together so kids and families know what they're supposed to be doing and okay. have the stuff that they need. Yeah. That's where I want like AI to come in and okay. be, and, be and an invisible robot that organized my life. I love it. Day for I me. love it. I think they've made scary movies on this, yeah. but but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. AI, it'll be all right. I also have privacy concerns, especially when we talk yeah. about using technology yeah. with kids in schools. So like my dream wish would also not violate my privacy. Well. Seems like a little hard, like manage my schedule without emphasis on dream. <laughs> yeah, right. So we need to figure that part out. Right. I hear that. Okay, I think you should do your food for thought, and I'm going to ask you to actually jump over to uh, Rachel's mic a little bit when you do that. Yeah, let me let me get the special music we have. Hang on. I broke my mic. You and didn't, now it's you didn't break technology it. Technology tidbit: food for thought. All right. So, um, so. Uh, Rachel uh, mentioned something that you called UDL, Universal Design for... I know, learning. I loved it. I can't wait to use it tomorrow. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> for real. So, so I was looking up a timeline on um, CAST, which is the company that... Uh, the organization that came up with UDL. Okay. And so my food for thought is a bit of a trivia question here, which Ooh, I will obviously exciting. answer because this is one way. Okay. I'll say, so what do George Orwell, Macintosh computers, and UDL have in common? Mm. Only one of them can eat apples without dentures. <laughs> I don't know. Plan B is yes. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's a number. Uh, twelve. Close, close. Is it close? Nineteen eighty-four. Oh, so. oh, the book. Right. So it's the title. <gasps> I read that. I read that. Okay. And, they're, and they're watching. So careful. so cute. Oh gosh. It's the title of Orwell's most famous work. Or yes. One of them. It's the year the first Macintosh computer came out, and it's the year the CAS, the Center for okay. Applied Special Technology, was formed. Lovely. Big year. Big I did year not, obviously, I did not understand the question. I need a special <laughs> proctor next time. All right, Rachel, we've kept you here so long. I know it felt like just five minutes for you. Is there anything special or final or fun you want to share? Tell us um, stuff about technology you want to say. I know you have some stuff on there. What do you want to tell us? No, I just I just think um, if you're having difficulty in your life, like you said before, we're all unique learners sure. and we all have things that are hard for us and easy for us. Yeah. And 
look at using the technology you have to help you do some of those things. Because I think that you will be surprised if you try to figure out how to use your phone or use your computer to help you in some of those areas that might be hard, what that technology can can bring to you. Okay. So will that help me if I know someone in my life who's a unique learner? If I learn some of those things myself, maybe it will help me assimilate or assist if the person wants that? Yeah. And so when you think about my example before of speech to text and talking to my computer and having it type for me, when I have a kid who I think that could work really nicely for and he wants nothing to do with it, Mm -hmm. I use it in model. So in in education, we call that a lot of modeling. Nice. Parents of young kids do that all the time. Model how to do things. Isn't this fun, Johnny? Yeah, I get it. And so thinking about learning things and sharing that with other people and and modeling use to help the people around you who might need to use it. How open are other educators to... To change with these things, we'll be careful how we answer that. Well, I mean, now educators aren't that resilient to change right now at this moment in education. Okay. Um, that said, and that's that was a joke about the pandemic. Um, <laughs> that said, no. I think just because so much technology yeah. sort of steamrolled in, yeah. that they they're there's a now. lot more flexibility yeah. around. Can we just and because the technology makes it easy to just change yeah. how we do this one little thing. Let this kid use spell check because it makes a huge difference for him. Sure. And just little tweaks like that um, are easier to make now than they would have been yes. when we were passing out a paperwork book. Yeah. Because everybody was just thrown right into the deep end and you kind of had to do it. And now, yeah. so that's kind of, there's another little silver lining it's of a big that. big silver lining that of the pandemic. pandemic thing, yeah. right? Um, yeah, because you had to do it to survive. So yeah. now we're just kind of rolling on the river. I thank you so much for being with us, Rachel Cooper, Assistive Technology Specialist for Lexington Public Schools. Yeah, thank you Is for there having me. anything else you want to do? A shout out? You want to say hi to anybody? Anything? No. Hi to All Brad, right, great, my great. Neighbor. Brad, let's. Um, have you switch over to Rachel's mic again and tell us what's coming up in the future? And no, you did not break the microphone. I don't know technical difficulties, right? So yeah, um, so you know, always when you're here, uh, of course, always. of course, because you're the wizard. <laughs> so we decided to kind of switch back to like my purview and talk about library offerings. Yes. And so we're going to talk yes, about yes, yes, our friends. We love the library. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, this digital collections, and so we have yeah. a library of things. We have so like non-traditional, um, non-traditional items. We're more than just books and movies now. I so no. we'll talk about that, and then we're going to talk about the things, the alternative collections that you don't even have to be in the library for, Okay, which the pandemic definitely helped because a yeah. lot of people wanted books but didn't want a physical book. Right. So right. we got e-books and stuff Yay. like that. And I think we're still kind of, it seems like we're recovering from the pandemic, so we're all sort of getting back out into the world. Like, I noticed last weekend all this noise outside my house, and I was like... What is that? Oh, it's kids. <laughs> it's kids. But we I didn't have that for right. like almost two years, you know. So I think we're all sort of re kind of jumping into the pond yeah. of life here. And yeah. so you're going to see more of that. And what other episodes are we going to do? Library stuff, more yeah. technology stuff. Well, yeah, so that's what this is. So, the, yeah. Yeah, the third one we'll do will be like, uh, oh, kind of OCR related. So like we have a local history, we have a local history server that houses all the town crier, the Wilmington town crier. And it's made possible because the OCR software can make it text readable because we can put an image of the newspapers up there. But uh, but if you can't search for text in it, 
it's not going to be very useful. You'll have to like flip every single page virtually, of course. And that's no fun. So, no, it's no. time consuming because yes. we have uh, issues going back to 1955. And okay. so it's a couple issues. And let's explain the companion page so that people can find out all about Rachel. And she's going to be featured on it that is. companion page. So if you go to wimlibrary.org slash BDD, you'll have uh, the current episode right there. And then on the left, you'll have a list of all of our previous episodes, which are getting quite long. I might have I to know. do something about that list because yeah. it goes on for a while. We're in season three, yeah. episode 13. Yeah, yeah we yeah. usually do something big for 20. Yeah. So we'll figure out uh, what that's going to be. I don't know because who can know what's going to happen between now and then? We'll find out. Right? Thank you, Rachel, so much for coming and shedding some light on things. Feel free to turn that mic right around yeah, and say goodbye. Thank you so goodbye. much for having me, guys. You're welcome. And I hope you have a safe and happy little commute home back yeah. to Lexington area. But you're a woman girl, right? I'm, I'm Brad's across the street. Oh, across the street fabulous. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide, and we thank you for being here with us.